everyone. I'm Dan. I'm Andrew, and we're over it. Hi, Dan. How are you? Uh, it's been a day. How about you? <clears throat> it has also been a day. I uh, I got back from uh, my little trippy trip to the Pacific Northwest at uh, 6.40 a.m. today. So it's just Wow. Been- yeah, I'm, I'm like surprised. I only took like one minor nap. And you went to work, I'm assuming. Yeah, I was working remotely. Oh, um, okay. But yeah, it's just, uh, and, and someone actually, believe it or not, uh, got escorted off my plane via, via police. Was it Will Smith? <laughs> Topical. <laughs> no, it was just some like really annoying person in first class who um, I guess just didn't put on, just didn't want to wear their mask on the flight. Oh and my god, we're almost there, people. Like I know. honestly. <laughs> so I don't exactly know what happened. So this is just me extrapolating the situation. So, first off, this is something that I'm over, and I know this is I'm part of the problem. New Yorkers need to calm the fuck down. You're all gonna get on the plane, you're all gonna be able to put your baggage on the plane. I don't know what it is. I could be flying anywhere else. That's not a New York thing. Oh, Every time that I go is, back to New York, it's a pain in the ass. Well, I'm not saying that it's not not a New York thing. Yeah. What I'm saying it's like I've lived in Vegas and other places. Right. It's an everywhere thing. It's just super annoying when I'm like, it's it's like people are like people who are not in main group one just lie the by the by the whatever the corridor, and I'm like, can you all not? Um, but you know, flight was fine. So, but like you know, this person's first class. There, I I didn't really pay attention to them. But we get. Um, I have a question before you move sure, on. Sure, sure. Do you also get annoyed at the people that stand up right when you land? Oh, 100 percent. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Like, I make it a point to sit down until it's my turn to stand up. And people who are like behind me who try to get in front of me, I'm rude because I'm like, I'm sorry, I paid for the seat ahead of you. Like, I you gotta be gotta be like yeah. I get. I do get it though when it's like a long enough flight where it's like you just want to stand up, but on those bigger flights it's a little easier. But it's, you know this was you know this you know seven thirty seven whatever. Uh, so yes, yeah, so this person's first class. So we get the uh, we get the notification. Oh yeah, we're gonna be landing in like twenty minutes. We're like great. Then they're like, oh by the way, when we land, uh, we have someone with a medical emergency, so you're all gonna have to sit just in the gate. And we're like, okay, uh, we didn't know anyone was in distress. Fine. Mm-hmm. So we land, just waiting there, just waiting there. And then we see police come on and they escort this maskless woman off. And I was like, in first class, and I was like, never once was anyone like, oh, is there a doctor on board? Do we need the, I don't, I don't yeah. know what happened, but she got escorted off. I literally saw her, all, like, at, I was like maybe five minutes behind her because yeah. they had to get her off. And then they're like, okay, everyone get off. Five minutes later, she's just standing on a walkway, like she wasn't on a stretcher. She yeah. wasn't in. Cuff- I was like, "What the fuck was this?" It just was like I was like, "It's it is too early." Yeah, it was actually too early. Um, but I also broke land speed record getting home. Like, um, the my fr- my so my friend lives in Eugene, mm-hmm. and Eugene is about two something hours from Portland. So I had to take a charter bus to Portland, uh, and then I had to fly to Seattle, and then Seattle to new york but the flight was like four and a half hours and normally yeah. it's like six mm-hmm. and then i just hit i hit a air train right away i hit an a train right away and i hit oh, an nice. train right away i i've never hit everything right away i mean yeah. i think i landed at 6 40 and i was at home 
before 8.30. And that's that's crazy to me. That so. is good. Yeah, so, uh, you know, in general, glad My to bougie be- ass. <laughs> Taking a cab. takes the fucking cab. Yeah, I just can't, like... Uh, oh. I almost did Especially it. Especially because it's, like... Would it be the same if it was you and Angie? No, we took a cab, but it, okay. it was also $70. I was like, I wait, s- what cab? Lyft. See, if if they're trying to if they're trying to go all crazy like that, if they're giving me the googly eyes and everything, I'm like, absolutely not. I'll take a New York City cab. Yeah, which is rate. fifty-five dollars yep. up to my apartment. Yeah, but usually I will get there and it'll be like forty-seven, forty-eight bucks, and I'm like, even if I'm by myself, yeah, I am at a certain place in my life where I will <laughs> treat myself to that because I've I've taken that motherfucking train or excuse me teacups my mother truck and train too many times yeah and i just can't do it anymore not not even do it like that but it's like yeah the difference between driving from jfk to queens yeah is 40 minutes and the train would be over an hour and a half that's yeah. all, that's almost double the time and it's you know yeah time is money time yeah. like we only have a limited amount of time and if i can afford to not deal with the bullshit i'm gonna not deal with the bullshit yeah back when i lived in woodside the they had a long island railroad station it took me 25 minutes to get to jfk it was that's like nice yeah or i could just take a cab that was 10 minutes like right that was the best so i i mean i always take a cab to LaGuardia because there's no there's no fucking way i'm gonna do two hours oh on yeah whatever you have to go through the fucking or through, Awful. The, through manhattan for that awful yeah and the only time i take a cab to jfk is either if i'm traveling with somebody or it's early in the morning because like honestly the i didn't feel so bad about taking the train to and from because i took it from work like actual work on wednesday mm-hmm. and it was the same as if i would have taken it from my apartment just the train and really it's I had, I, it was a late enough plane where I was like, man, I, I'm even leaving at six and I'm going to have plenty of time yeah. at, the, at the airport. And this morning it was like, well, we landed early enough that I didn't feel a rush to get home. I mean, right. I literally logged on directly at nine. Like I got home, like unpacked and made coffee. And I was like, yeah, I don't, this is fine. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I got to spend some time out of New York. Uh, weirdly enough the weather was fantastic all weekend it was like 70 every day and right. sunny and i come strange. back here and it was freezing and i'm like this is out of nowhere trash yeah absolute you, trash you know what i don't understand like and i'm sure there's a reason for it but it just struck me as so weird because i'm also in the same boat of like living like 15 20 minutes away from LaGuardia is amazing except when you realize that LaGuardia doesn't go anywhere like it's all connections it's all like you can't take a direct flight basically anywhere from LaGuardia no LaGuardia it's like yeah actually the only direct flight is to Detroit (laughs) great (laughs) because everybody wants to go to Detroit I know it's it's like it so it's it's also it's also just blows my mind too that LaGuardia is considered like this Delta hub. They have two whole, <laughs> they have two whole, uh, you know, terminals. terminals and they have yeah. two terminals in JFK too. Uh, actually, I don't like the, the I, I like, I don't like any of the JFK terminals. I don't know what it is. LaGuardia terminals I'm fine with, but yeah, pretty much every like 
I, nine times out of ten, I'm always at LaGuardia, um, except this time because I think it was just like longer flights in general. Because yeah. the, the last two, like Chicago, also weirdly was out of uh, JFK. But yeah, that LaGuardia. Yeah, they don't do a lot of West Coast, I think, at JFK or uh, LaGuardia. At LaGuardia, no, they don't. Yeah, yeah, they do every they do everything in between, which is honestly, honestly, for for most of the purposes that I need. Sure. LaGuardia's LaGuardia is great because I'm either going to Detroit or I'm going somewhere not too far like Nashville. Right. And then honestly, that's where the Merman fly out of the most because the yeah. leader of the Merman has a has an American um, American Airlines card. And okay. so we always fly American pretty much everywhere. Um, the one time we took Southwest, I was very upset. But uh, why? I don't like Southwest. I know this is I don't like Southwest. I don't like that. It's like if you don't have your phone directly on you you're not gonna sit where you want and i'm like i hate that or pay extra i hate that i i can't tell you like this past time i actually upgraded myself twice with my with my credit card points because it's like you know what i don't care yeah i was like these are i'm gonna get those miles back yeah i i'm fine i'm happy i love comfort plus i got my wine at 10 p.m as we're flying out went right to bed Mm-hmm. tried to watch some move but no i like i i mean not that not that i'm a shill for delta but um i've only had one bad experience on delta thus far and it was coming back from chicago for some reason that was really yeah. rough like it took me forever to get back but you know pacific northwest great honestly i kind of wish that i kind of wish i I kind of wish I, I think maybe next year I'll, I'm in a better position to kind of next time I go out there, I spend more time. Cause I just really, sure. I, I like the Pacific Northwest. I like that there's like nature, but there's also, it's pretty metropolitan and I don't know. Everything was just like, everything's just so much, just way more relaxed. And also like, I kind of left when I left my friends, like, Oh, I'm just going to go get some more cannabis. And I'm like, Oh, you just have legal cannabis here. And it's so great. Yeah. Well, Ugh. apparently there is a shop here in town, yeah. and we can talk about that offline. But wow. yes, so you know, from what I heard through the grapevine, through the queer grapevine, um, <laughs> you know, there is a place that sells it legally. But I uh-huh. haven't been there myself, so I'm not going to give them any shout outs or anything yeah. like that until I investigate. Further. Yeah, you you let me know because um, I did I did I did come back with um with over over half of a 50 milligram uh gummy i oh. took i took i took two bites and i was out i basically had four thousand calories worth of just trash because <laughs> like, it was like a whole weekend where we basically yeah. had like a we basically had like a land party so we just played video games watched stuff played jackbox Love and that. just like yeah and when i when i when i got into the hotel uh, to the airbnb at like 4 a.m I was like, they had like blue Takis, they had pork rinds, they had these yeah. princess cupcakes, they had uh, pizza rolls, they had Chef Boyardee. I was like, this is Ooh, they ready. They had soda, and like yeah. we only got we only got beers like two nights because it was like me and this other guy were like, well, we don't. I mean, we don't normally drink beers in Portland, so and Portland has great beers, and it was very fun. It was very healing, but my stomach is all. I bet. It was, and even, and we actually, we went out to eat three times, Mm -hmm. like over the whole weekend, Thursday through Sunday. Mm -hmm. And every time we would all just order salads because we're like, we we need fucking greens. (laughs) Oh, but yeah, that was, 
it was a very healing weekend, um, which is good because this week, this week isn't like busy, but this week is like, it's one of those where we're doing, we're doing a thing at work where it's like, I just got to be on the phone all day, which yeah. I, I don't mind. It's, it's a really good way for me. Just, it, it's a good way for me. It, they basically incentivize us to do our jobs. Right. And it might be like a little stressful, but I'm like, honestly, like most of the calls go, hi, Andrew from Box. How are you doing today? Uh, no, I'm not interested. Okay. Thanks. Have a great day. Yeah. And like, I want to say out of the 50 calls I'm going to make on, on Wednesday, maybe three will talk to me and then maybe two will set a meeting. Yeah. I'm like, that's fine. Honestly, it's just my job. I just, I basically wake up and deal with rejection. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, and it's one of those things where I used to work for Kaplan test prep as a, um, campus representative back yeah. when that program was still a thing they don't do that they don't call them that anymore they don't do that anymore hmm. uh similar but it's changed right hmm. um so i used to do that and then a part of my job was working in the office which i loved right because it was always people that were interested at least at some level in what we were offering and if it was an office situation i my sales closure rate was like 90 percent. like if they got in those doors closed but if my boss had me going out canvassing or oh uh, yeah what is it hand billing that was the worst that was such a that it felt like some such a waste of time yeah and then i would always tell my like the people i was passing it to if they took it is like tell them dan sent you because i wanted my boss to know that i was out because it just always seemed like there were so few people that actually like you know how many times i gave somebody a flyer only to see them two minutes later throw it away away, yeah like yeah it's it's i understand so much of kind of that sort of sales is very much a numbers game like i mean last week i think i sent out like a thousand emails no one's gotten back to me and i'm like yeah a lot of it's timing a lot of it's just like i just i'm doing experiments of when to send shit out yeah and i and i i straight up i straight up know for a fact that if i get someone to answer me on the phone yeah 50% 50% of the time I'm going to be able to either turn that into like a discovery call on the fly or just go on the fly as yeah. they call it, or I'm going to turn that into a meeting. Like right. sometimes people are like, I'm not the right person. And I'm like, you'd be surprised, but I'm, I'm so good on the phone at getting people to talk to me yeah. that I know I can turn it into something, Yeah, but it's just getting people to talk to me. And it's like, honestly, ugh. you know what I can't stand, even mm. though I've been there before, what I can't stand is people that add me on LinkedIn to try and sell me shit. Like oh. if you are connecting with me on LinkedIn, I'm assuming you either want to connect about something that we're all interested in or you want to learn more about my industry. If you're yeah. connecting with me on LinkedIn to try and tell me that I need something that you've got, yeah. that to me feels like a breach of trust and what the purpose of the platform is for i get it everybody has a hustle everybody needs to make money but if you are adding me under the pretense of wanting to get to know me or find out more about what i do just so you can sell me on something that is a straight up lie and you can go eat it straight up they tell us if your emails aren't going through find that person link them and send them a message it, I hate it. I, I never well, do so, it. Okay, so sending a message is one thing. 
That's true. Tot- totally fine. If you're gonna, if you're gonna, you know, if you have LinkedIn Prime, you want to send me a message, whatever. It's when you add me on LinkedIn, yeah, to and try then and sell yeah. me something. That's when I have an issue. I get in in like whatever mail all the time from recruiters and like shit. right, right, that's right. Fine, I don't get mad at you. Oh, that's I will a, oh, that's straight fine. up report you. If you try and sell me things after you try and after you added me, I will report uh, you. I I definitely I definitely will say that I use LinkedIn more now than I ever did because um I like I a it's I it was like a huge thing when I left my old job. People were like, yeah. oh, I want to stay connected to you on LinkedIn. I was like, I never use that except to like look good in front of uh, prospective jobs. And I was like, oh shit. And yeah. then basically like I had a whole training on how to use LinkedIn. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So now I use it all the time, but the people that hustle on that, like they're always posting stuff. Like I've, I have a friend, I think he works for, he works for Walt Disney Corporation and he does something. I can't yeah. know if it's editing or whatever, always posting something. And his hustle is mm-hmm. so good. And I was like, man, like I, like I would rather just like scream silently to myself on Twitter than LinkedIn. But I mean, it's, I also like, I also, you know, anytime there's um a product release or whatever right. from, from corporate, I always do, I always do something. Cause I'm like, I gotta, I gotta make, I gotta at least make an effort. And it's like, it's pretty, pretty much all my connections anymore are just people, other people that I work with. And it's like, it, you basically, you basically were told like anytime anyone gets a raise basically just like f- connect with them because you don't know who that they they might know that it's one of your accounts and then that's right. a really good way in and another thing that everyone uses linkedin for is um alumni and unfortunately yeah. my alumni is really only in one industry and none of the industries i need to break into and it's so frustrating where people are like oh yeah i went to uconn i can just like blah 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 i can just talk to like my whole alumni association who right. all works at like Johnson Johnson. I'm like, I, everyone that I know works in music and no one wants to talk. To me. Uh, but I digress. <laughs> what do you, what do you got? What do you got going on this week? We, I, I, I'm sorry that we've had to switch up our normal Thursdays to Mondays, oh, but yeah. uh, it's fine. I mean, it happens, you know, the, something that I wanted to bring up. Oh yeah. Which we, 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 got off track a little bit on it but the trains oh yeah something yes. that i really wish that they would do and understand very much why they don't do it it would be a huge undertaking and probably wouldn't be that impactful for everyone else but i right. would appreciate a direct train between like melville bushwick and astoria like a little triangle that just gets you because if i am in first of all no subway goes out that far into long island no nope. which i get it maybe melville's like too big maybe you know pick a closer one that's fine but sure. something that gets you a little bit further into deep queen slash uh slash long island for the people that you know need to get out there the other piece is if I live in Astoria and I want to visit somebody in Bushwick, or if I live in Bushwick and I want to go to Jackson Heights, yeah, it nine times out of 10 is only going to take me halfway. I'm looking at you, G-Train. Why do you exist? <laughs> or 
it's you know i have to go all through manhattan to get to the other side and it's like it's such a quality of life increase i feel if you had just access to that they they definitely people I, I love the people like, oh, why don't you take a bus? I'm like, why don't you take a bus? Like, have you tried taking a bus? <laughs> Those timetables are always messed up. But it's like, it's it's like, yeah, you can take a bus, but it's it's wholly unreliable because we just don't have the infrastructure. And I remember, I can't remember if this was like, this was when I still lived in Queens, right? Yeah. Um. So this was at least at least four years ago. They were talking about doing um like a light rail that basically went from the tip of Astoria all the way down to the Navy yards that would connect like that would like connect like park slope to Astoria, which would be huge. I mean, and there would be a lot of stations along the way that would also connect to other subways. So there was, they were talking about that. And then they were talking about a gondola system. And I was like, okay, a gondola. They were talking about a gondola system between Queens and Brooklyn and blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, no, 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 no. First off, let's just, let's just hold it right there. Light yeah. rail, yes. I would even be okay with like three light rail lines, like one that goes like, I always thought it'd be great to have um, a light rail system that goes from Astoria all the way down to Park Slope, right? Then or you an have, air train. Or air train, yeah. yeah. And then you have one that goes from like, um, goes from like uh, the other part of Astoria, like Astoria is like a main hub for like two yeah. lines and it goes through like Woodside and it goes all the way through like Mass Pith and then you could hit Bushwick yeah. and then it could go all the way down to like almost Coney Island. And then the other one would go from Main Street Flushing to like jfk to like the rockaways like there's got to be there's like there's there's got to be a way to have just like three lines that can kind of canvas more of the neighborhoods that you just can't otherwise visit it's there's got to be a better system but i just don't have the answers and you know because even within if you have an air if you have like an air tram or something like that then you start up because so for for our listeners that aren't from new york Astoria is like the top of Queens that is yeah. closest to the Upper East Side. So basically, if you're in Astoria and you look across, you're looking at, you know, um, we're essentially like Central Park-esque, but across the river. Right. We're that far up. Um, a, the lowest part of Brooklyn, what, what would you say lowest part of Brooklyn is? Uh, I would say probably like Jamaica Bay or Coney Island. Yeah, yeah. Coney Island, so, yeah that the distance between that to the top of Astoria which actually it's so far south that it you're basically looking at Staten Island Jersey Jersey City when you're yeah. that far down or or further the distance between the top and the bottom is hour and a half easy it, yeah. there's no way by train no way you're going to make it in less than that and then if you are in for example the Upper East Side, which is what we mentioned is where Astoria is on that side, and you want to get to Astoria, you have to go down from like a, I'm thinking like 115th and you want to go to Astoria, you have to go down to 50th Street and then go back up once you cross the the tunnel down. Imagine yeah. if we just had a light rail or a monorail or any type of system to get you from you know, the Upper East Side to Astoria or even to, you know, anything yeah anything it's just i'm sure people are thinking about it i already know that um there is a i have to look what his name is uh, there's an economist that came out recently you may know about this uh that talked about doing land reclamation in manhattan oh. to extend uh manhattan oh interesting 
would it be like extending it further south further north or like what's the like just to kind of like i don't know create a, a natural barrier for inevitable flooding so it's actually to to do a few things um one is to address uh housing inequity right so right. by extending manhattan and i'll actually pull up the picture for you oh and i'll send that to me i'll put that i'll put that in our uh, show notes oh, or yeah. our instagram post this is um it would add it so that it basically almost caresses Staten Island. Oh. Uh, the equivalent to 1,300 football fields. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. So it, it would actually absorb Governor's Island, which is currently you would need to take a ferry to get down to Governor's Island. Right. So it does a lot of things. It addresses the housing inequity by creating more market space or more uh more residential space right it lowers the cost of housing because not only are we going to get more housing but that's going to create a larger amount of inventory right. to lower it uh, it makes governor's island more accessible because right. now anybody can get there you don't have to pay for the for the ferry right and since it would be above sea level it would shield the rest of manhattan from a hurricane sandy type situation right all of that flooding right oh that's really interesting are, are they looking well like are they looking to do that soon like what's the what's the plan i guess so the plan so it's been recommended but it hasn't okay. been you know it hasn't been moved upon because there are serious considerations right like the ecological impact of right. relocating all of that land what does that do to the to the amphibious creatures that live within our bay like and we just got the, the bay clean enough so that yeah. you know we used to have humpback whales come through the the harbor and we actually just had our first one in like several years and like 2020 or 2021 because our pollution has been decreasing more and more and so you know that would be a big impact two would be the cost but i think the cost would be offset with the revenue we would get from building all of those right you know all of those extra um apartments and all of the stuff that would come with that obviously right. more land you need more schools more job more policemen or police officers you need more right uh, all of that all public that kind of public stuff. works exactly yeah yeah, yeah yeah so i think overall it would be really good but it would be a large initial investment and then again i think the the big piece about it would be public opinion right because everybody's going to have an opinion on whether or not it's a good thing to do right of course and then who's gonna who's gonna front the bill for it well i mean Maybe our new mayor, instead of getting paid in Bitcoin, can actually take a salary oh and stop gosh. and stop spending it on cops. But you know, that's just me. I don't. I haven't done a lot of research, but I've heard a lot of opinions about him, which is also I didn't just, vote for him. He's just trash. He he legitimately like hired his his like cousin. He did the yeah. same thing when he was mayor. It's fucking nepotism. Just like yeah. Ugh. It's like why do why is every goddamn mayoral candidate in New York a Gotham villain? Like what the fuck? Honestly, yeah. Christ, it's just, and you know, and I, I mean, I'm not not to not to harp on the fact that you know, 
increased police doesn't really do as much as everyone thinks it does. You sure. know, our, our friend had a had a houseless person who was like part of like that neighborhood get stabbed right in front of his door. Or the cops. Or, yeah. and this, this guy literally went around and I think he murdered two houseless people and like injured a bunch from oh. DC to, to New York. It's like, hey, where's this? And I can't, I mean, I used to never see, uh, I never ever would see cops on like the subway unless it was like um, during like a big event. Now yeah. there's cops all the time. I'm like, this is a waste of time. What are you doing? Like yeah. really, no one's acting that foolish on the subway. And like, if there are, you're basically just trying to chase houseless people off the train, which is really unfair. I mean, I hear you. I don't think we need more police. I think we need more, you know, public servants, uh, not public servants, uh, like social workers and therapists. And I think we need to, to, to be more holistic in how we approach people issues. But um, I also don't know what the best course of action is to to decrease crime in our city right like part of me is like less police but also part of me is like well what if one police officer makes a difference between another asian woman getting pushed in front of a train or i know you know what i mean like and that's it's that's the tough thing is like where are we at as a society in terms of how do we address these issues without taking a punitive stance but yeah. also police should not be punitive they should be protective right and so like yeah. how are we how are we co-creating that? And I don't think we have the infrastructure. And so, nope. you know, I'm also not the best person to talk about this because I don't know yep. what, it's just... what's the correct thing. But it, I, I think we're in a lose-lose right now. And people are just worried about how much am I losing rather than how can we get into a win-win. Exactly. And, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, we also pretend to not... Oh, yeah, I mean, we, we don't pretend to know the answers. Uh, right. We don't pretend to you know, even have all the information. And I think yeah. we do a good job of recognizing that because it's like, hey, at the end of the day, these are just our opinions, whether or not they're scalding hot tea takes. Listen, I'll be the first to say I don't know shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. See, that's, I think the only thing that that I kind of like use is when I see a solution being put forth and I'm like, I don't think that's it. Yeah. That's just how I'm feeling. Like, mm, I don't think that's it. I, I just don't think yeah. that's the, the answer. I don't know what the answer is, but I like, mm, and that's not it. But yeah, you know, what can I say? I, uh, but I, I will just, say we you know. do talk, we talk about it and then we try and think of other solutions. You know what I mean? Right. Like I would give you more credit than, than that. Cause I do think that you try and take uh a solution oriented lens whenever we talk about this kind of stuff. Right. Because there's, a, I mean, there's a, so much emotion behind this and it's yeah. like, you know, trying not to be too tribal when it comes to things like politics, because mm -hmm. we're unfortunately in extremely tribalistic polarized society yeah. right now. And it's actually like, it's, I think it's really, it's not only, is it very anti-democratic? I think it's also yeah. really doesn't help our quote unquote mm -hmm. free society. And uh, you know, I mean, anymore I'm, it's it's days like today where I'm just really grateful I live in New York. Oh yeah, Gosh, well, and just... then when, when we live in New York and we have the opportunity to see uh, Will Smith slap the shit out of, <laughs> which we don't have time to talk about. But honestly, when I saw that, it was so interesting to see people's reaction because it was yeah. like you were either he deserved it or that was awful and should never have happened i am in the that was awful should never have happened yeah camp, but 
it was yeah i i, yeah. I think i think in general i just think it was a poor move by chris rock to make fun of someone with oh, an yes. immune disorder like yeah listen alopecia i had a roommate in college who had alopecia and he was very sensitive about it i mean he was yeah. very cool about it and like he's owned it and he's like yeah he's he's a he's a great guy really sweet kid and it's just like i that that's like something that we would like never make fun of like we would yeah. we would like joke with him about it because he used to have a lot of hair and we'd like joke yeah. about it with him but like not in a way where you're kind of roasting someone on a national yeah. platform so that was a poor move by chris rock but also smacking somebody i just and then he went to win an oscar i'm like oh okay mm-hmm. i don't i don't know how to feel about any of this and also Listen, like <sighs> he chose violence that's what it was he made a choice he made a choice and i i don't agree with that choice yeah um i also i was also on another coast and i was like a few beers deep when that happened i was like i was like, mm, this is... <laughs> I, was like I don't have I was like, yeah, that's the the internet. It's just it's just going to be this tomorrow, and yeah, exactly. It's, that's all it's been today. And I'm like, yeah. God, damn it! But and uh, with that, and with that, all righty, Dan. Thanks, everyone, for listening. As always, please, please, please feel free to follow us on Instagram at we're underscore over underscore it. You can also find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash over it for bloopers, deep dives, and other exclusive content. You can also find all of our social media links via Patreon as well. And wish we had better audio. Well, us too. Help us deliver high-quality content by making a one-time donation at either our Anchor page or via Kofi.com. That is K-O-F-I.com slash over it with Dandrew. That's all one word, and that's D-A-N-D-R-E-W. Finally, please take a few minutes to give us not a one, not a two, but a five-star review on iTunes Podcast. The reviews really help us grow our membership and connect with other folks who are also over it. With that, I'm Dan. I'm Andrew. And and we're we're over over it. it.